Well, hello and good evening. Welcome to the Weditors podcast, the, the, the podcast from theweddingparty.com. Um, if you don't follow us on socials yet, why not? Um, but we are at theweddingparty.com, which is D-O-T-C-O-M. Um, and we are your online wedding planning platform looking after your holistic self. Um, this evening's podcast, we've got the most my, my most amazing friend, Zoe. So Zoe and I go, we've got a long history because we used to work together um, on our magazine and she used to give us some amazing content um, for Festivals Wedding Magazine. But Zoe is from um, a, a phenomenal jewellers called Chisholm Hunter. Yeah. So welcome, Zoe. It's Hi. nice to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. It's always, always a pleasure to talk about diamonds. Well, there's worse things to be talking about, <laughs> definitely. So um, we wanted to have you in because we wanted to kind of start the chats about, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't actually popped the big question yet... Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what kind of options you can have on okay. your engagement rings. Okay. So, I mean, there are there are a million different metals that you can choose, aren't there? But sort of like is, yeah. talk us. So talk us through. So you're a, a guy or a girl or um, or a person who's thinking about popping the big question. What do you want to be thinking about in terms of choosing a ring? The first thing I would want to give the advice is don't panic. It's fine. You, the person you're going, you're, you're intending to, you know them. Mm-hmm. You, you've got that idea. Um, our job, or what what we have in store is, our job is to give that you that bit of confidence. You mm-hmm. know, you're going round that right path, mm-hmm. and then we can give you the, all the information so you can make an informed choice. Mm-hmm. So, with you saying about the metals, there are, um, you've got you. Two really main metals which are going to withstand the test of time. Now, these are gold and platinum. Mm-hmm. Now, gold gets broken down into either um, yellow gold or white gold, so you have mm-hmm. that colour differentiation, but then it can get broken down further into the purity. So, if I go with the gold first, so you have 9 carat and you have 18 carat. And is that to do with the softness of the metal? It can do. Um, so, with all gold, it is made out of a thousand parts mm-hmm. and then the gold gets mixed with different alloys which makes the metal malleable and also withstand the test of time mm-hmm. because pure gold is very soft mm-hmm. so as you break it down it goes that a little bit harder for everyday life so nine carat is 375 parts gold whereas 18 carat is 750 parts gold so you have a, you have a more purity How have i never noticed before <laughs> We've obviously gone down a very different route. We've just gone for the sparkle Diamonds, for you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Girl's best friend. One hundred percent. So if you so if you're going with the yellow gold, yep. for example, then you've got your nine carat and your eighteen yep. carat. What about if you're going with the white gold? With the white gold, so it's still the same thing. So you still have your either your nine or your eighteen carat. Um, but then white gold is actually yellow gold. So white gold, it's a thing, but it's not a thing, if you get me. So it's yellow gold, which is mixed with other alloys, which bleaches the colour. Mm-hmm. So the best way I can think about it is if you're, you've got coffee, like your pure, pure coffee grounds, and you add milk to it to make that dark brown colour to your lighter brown colour to that milky coffee. That's a really, really good explanation, that. And do, do, you, do you have to rhodium plate it as well sometimes to keep yes, the you to keep the colour? Yeah, so once you've got that sort of bleached champagne colour, um, a rhodium's on top, which is part of the platinum family, which makes it that bright white sparkle again. Mm-hmm. Now, rhodium, with white gold, the 
one of the downsides is that rhodium plating does not last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it can interact with the oils in your skin, medication, hand sanitizers, which we've definitely been using a lot more over the past few years, perfumes, that type of thing. Um, but it's not a worst case now, like, oh my God, something's happened to my ring. It's fine. It mm-hmm. can get re, you know, a bit of TLC and it's back to mm-hmm. how it should be. Mm-hmm. So and then you've you you said platinum as well. So you've got the platinum notch. Yeah. Now is that is is that sort of like on a scale price wise? Is that a higher cost for the platinum? Normally it is, but in the current economic climate that we're in, gold is actually pushing platinum a little bit more. So okay. go so especially with the pandemic and everything, um, gold was a much more higher price than mm-hmm. platinum, which. When we came back to work into the shop, I was like, what? Because platinum's always used to be mm-hmm. higher. It is sort of creeping so back up there. Mm-hmm. But gold and platinum price fluctuates like diamonds do. And like, unfortunately, the gas price does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the good thing about platinum is you don't need that rhodium coating. It's a mm-hmm. naturally white metal. Um, it's also more hard wearing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just lasts that little bit longer. It's a bit heavier than, pla- than gold. Um, and it's more precious. So there is less platinum in the world than there is gold. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So there's only, I think, I think. don't quote me on the stats of it, but I think there's enough gold in the world that would fill five Olympic swimming pools. Okay. But with platinum, there's only one Olympic pool filled. Wow. Which, when you oh, think that... of it in that sense, it's like, what? That's, that's actually quite... That's a really good... Um visual yeah um i've got to think visually because otherwise i can't if it gets into giant numbers i can't wrap my head around it i would have thought right i would have thought that actually in terms of gold there would have been much more than that yeah wow yeah it is crazy when you think about it, it like, you see mind yeah 100%, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um so if you are so you're thinking about popping the question you've kind of picked your um you've picked your metal yeah so somebody comes into chisholm hunter where are you by the way where are you based? we um so we're an independent company we're we've got 28 stores in scotland and england i'm from the warrington branch mm-hmm. um so we're in the golden square mm-hmm. um, just opposite customer information mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so so somebody comes into the store and they know the metal yeah and they have uh, they have sort of like a, a budget that they want mm-hmm. to follow. How do you how does the process work? So what we would do is we'd sit down. We would ask you what seems like probably a million and one questions at the time, just to narrow it down. What is the right one? You might think, do you know what? My partner really really wants white gold, mm-hmm. but then when you look at the platinum options and you look at the different you know, you weigh up the pros and cons, it might be that you go for that different option. Mm-hmm. Um, with engagement rings in particular, you've, you're have you not just limited to diamonds. Mm-hmm. You can go for other different gemstones. But again, we would just advise you in terms of the longevity and the hardness of them. Because mm-hmm. um, this actually, I mean, I think over the last couple of years, for me, I've seen a massive change in the amount of, um, the amount of different precious stones that are available yeah. um so there's like is it called mozzanite 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 yeah. there you go you say i can't pronounce anything but, <laughs> but that is kind of a, an alternative that a lot of people are choosing actually it is mozzanite um was very popular a few years ago so it was a diamond alternative 
Um, so it looked like a diamond, but not, but then obviously wasn't a diamond. Now we're noticing, especially since probably the last 12, 18 months, that lab-grown diamonds are a big thing. Um, the lab-grown it, diamonds... You see, the only difference between a diamond and a lab-grown diamond is 18,000 years, isn't it? That's oh, the difference. more than that. Million. That Million is it? years. Yeah, is it? definitely. So, yeah, so um, when... Because lab-grown diamonds are actually pretty new to Chisholm Hunter. It's something that, we do, that we've just got into. So learning about lab diamonds, because we've done all the knowledge about natural diamonds, which have grown through... You have that romantic story of that diamond that's been like pushed through the earth and has been found and refined and polished. And then you throw that curveball of a lab lab grown diamond, you're thinking, well, in my mind, I think like petri dish and white coat. Um, and there is, you know, there's potentially going to be some stigma around it in terms of it's not a natural diamond, it's a lab grown diamond. But again, with my analogies, it's like ice. So you've got your ice mini freezer, which you've run you know, your cold tap under the ice cube tray, mm-hmm. or you've got ice from an iceberg in the North Atlantic Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. They're both ice, mm-hmm. just been formed in a different way. Again, love that. Look, I, see, I'm, I'm a very visual person, and I actually need to understand it in um, simple terms always for me. I, yeah. I need to see things in a very simplistic way um, for my lovely neurodiverse brain. That's how I've got to work, though. Yeah. Because if you come with me at facts about something, I'm like, hmm? Mm. Mm. It's, I mean, I absolutely find it so fascinating. I mean, you know me, I have a love of everything sparkly, which considering mm-hmm. I'm not really um, a very um, uh, feminine woman, I don't think I'm quite, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite masculine. You quite, like your sparkle, though. I do love my sparkle. Like, you if do. you were to go into my jewellery box, you'd be like, you'd be like a kid in a sweet shop. <laughs> Um, so, so you've picked your, you've picked your, um, you've picked your metal. Yeah. You understand what precious stones are. What, what, how do you define a diamond? Is it, is there certain, um, uh, classifications of diamond that you can have? So I'm hoping I'm answering this question right. So with a diamond, (laughs) is it the four C's? Yes. So with a diamond, everything gets graded in the four C's. So you have your cut, colour, clarity and carat weight. Mm Mm-hmm. So your carat weights, if you physically take those diamonds out of that setting, it's the physical weight of them. Again, um, one carat is 100 points. Mm-hmm. If you think of it in pound and pence, you've got 100 pennies, which equals one pound, 100 points, which equals one carat. Mm-hmm. And it can get f- broken down further from there. Your colour and your clarity. Now, these two go hand in hand. Um, your colour is, ironically, how absent of colour the diamond is. Mm-hmm. So you've got your top colour, which is a D. goes right down to a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, top end of the range which is like your D to H they are your white rare white category so you're mm-hmm. having that nice white clear diamond mm-hmm. as you get further down from I downwards to the Z is where you see that little bit of warmth only when you put different diamonds next to each other then you would see it really mm-hmm. um, and then your clarity is because with a natural diamond the diamond has been formed underground over millions of years Carbon can become trapped in it, or you can get other different um, gemstones which become trapped in it, mm-hmm. and they sometimes leave little marks on that diamond. It's nature's fingerprint. So just like we don't have the same fingerprints, Rach, neither mm-hmm. do two diamonds. Um, as long as you are looking at a diamond which is an SI clarity or above, 
you would not see those marks with the naked eye. So that's where you want to be sitting. So that's why when when jewellers, like when you see these old-fashioned films, right, and they've got diamonds in it, like I always think it's like a Bond thing, isn't it? <laughs> you see the lovely guy get his lovely little eye yeah. piece out and he's sort of like examining it. So it's yeah. because of the, the, the clarity and the yeah. cut as So you can see the clarity. And then, yeah, the last one, which I've not talked about, is the cut. So the cut is how... The cut is the only thing that human beings are responsible for in terms of an actual diamond. Um, so the cut is how proportioned that diamond is, so all the facets, and how if you've got a well-proportioned diamond, that is where you get the fire and sparkle. So when you've got your ring on and you, you know, you're dazzling in that sunlight and you see all the flashes of rainbow and the white flashes, that is an indication of a well-cut diamond because it's handling the light beautifully and all the light is going into the diamond, it's reflecting and refracting, reflecting and refracting mm-hmm. around all the Easy facets, to <laughs> and then bouncing back out, mm. which is what you want. So all the diamonds come in, uh, come with those four C's, mm-hmm. and then they get broke. That's how you know your what your sort of diamond is. It's what you're paying yeah. for as well, isn't yeah. it? So it's really, really fascinating. I, the thing is, right? So I have a love of everything sparkly, um, but I've never actually considered that element of it but I always remember so when I was younger um I was involved in the 2002 Commonwealth Games okay uh which was like the people it was called the people's games so people volunteered and I Manchester it was in Manchester and I went and I um auditioned to be um in the in the the volunteers group uh, in the opening and closing ceremonies and I actually got to lead out Australia oh Um, so as I walked around the corner my mum said to me, all you could see was a lovely suntan, white teeth and a diamond. Because I was a placard bearer. <laughs> and she said, like, the sparkle on my ring was yeah. amazing as I walked around the corner. And that's never left my mind. And probably um, part of the reason that I am such a magpie now with anything that has that that sparkle and that, that um, cut. I've just got um, a beautiful Chanel one. With the Ooh. camellia. It's so, so stunning. Pretty. I can't wait to see that. Um, yeah, so uh, so so once you've once you've picked your stone and mm-hmm. that there are obviously different stones to just the two that yep. we've mentioned. So you've got you've got different coloured stones as well. Yep. I think, you know, Kate and, and William having yep. the sapphire and diamond of Defin- Diana. Definitely set that trend off. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Megan set the trend off with different shape stones as well, with what she had. So what um, what shapes can you have? Because there's oh god, there's so many. Um, so your round, brilliant is your more traditional. If you know if that's what you want to go mm-hmm. with, um, you've then got like your princess cut, which is your square shaped diamond. Mm-hmm. You have an emerald cut, which is a rectangular shape, and then onto that you also have a baguette cut, which mm-hmm. is again a rectangular shape. You is that slightly longer that one? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, Emerald is the famous Liz Taylor, mm-hmm. so that's what she had. Um, from there, you can go and you can have a pear-shaped diamond, which is like your teardrop, mm-hmm. a marquee shape, which is if you were to draw a diamond shape, so mm-hmm. like the the, um, the more elongated, diamond, yeah, yeah, the more yeah, elongated yeah. look. You can have a heart shape if you wanted to, but when you get to these more fanciest because these are all classed as fancy cuts, is then where you can then potentially have a bit of a premium in them mm-hmm. as well as your other different fa- parts of your forces. Mm, absolutely. There's so much, so much to think so about. There's so much choice, isn't there? There is. 
I know that um, I know that I mean my daughter's getting to the age now where she's she's sort of like starting to you know put a finger in the air and say to a partner oh you know that needs something on it um but I know that she has a very very clear idea yeah so would you advise um would you advise secret research if you don't want somebody to know that you're gonna pop the question um, what, what what things could you look at in their jewellery box, for example, to, to get their style? I think, yeah, I think if you're wanting to be a bit more secretive about it, then having a look through the jewellery box, because then you'll have an idea of what colour they go for, whether it's more yellow or the white metal. Um, you could probably get an idea of shapes as well. So if they know that they've got, you know, a, a dress piece and it's a, like a teardrop shape, then you know that they're going to probably like a purse shape. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of... Um, people that have been coming into store where they've had, oh, she sent me this picture, this picture, this picture, and it's been like a Pinterest board of of things that they like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, which having that sort of little bit of information is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives us a helping hand definitely to know that. But I still would always, always think is go with your gut. If you think that's what your partner's going to like, then go with your gut. I mean... There is still quite a few people that come in, do the trying on, and we said, you know, oh, would you want some information about that particular piece? And it's like, yeah, you can send it to such a person. Here's their email address, or which I mean, that's one way of knowing. Mm-hmm. And at least then they know comfortably they're getting what they want, and also they're still getting that surprise because they don't know when the partner's coming in to to you purchase must have, and things you must like have that. Heard some stories about how how this proposal's going to be. Oh my god, yeah. Definitely. Um, I think that's the bit I like, though, because I like to know what people's thinking and or even just because I think I'm a bit of an old romantic at heart. I think you have to be working in this industry, yeah. don't you? Definitely. And it's nice to nice to hear so many stories of how they've popped the question or what their thoughts are going to do. Um, and then... You can, I see, I'm really excited for when Lucy gets proposed, my Lucy gets proposed to. Number one, because I'll get to plan the wedding, obviously. <laughs> um, which is just going to be, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be a hoopla. Um, but I know that her partner recognises the, the, the importance of the proposal. I hope you're going to send him my way. Of course, <laughs> of course. Um, but I think it's I think it's really important to have that understanding of what it means now. Yeah, and it's not it's not about um, one of the things that I, I I say to all of the couples that we work with is it isn't actually about the day; it's about the marriage. Yeah, and you know when you're choosing an engagement ring for a, a, a partner, for me it's an intent. So what you're saying is, my intention with you is that I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And I choose something that is this precious to give you that commitment. And that's why I think it's it's such an important part of the process to have that, um, that uh, announcement yeah. to each other and that commitment to each other. Um, it's not necessarily that it has to be shared, although we have seen some amazing proposals being oh, shared. Oh, God, yeah. It's, I mean, on our like Instagram page, you see like the pictures, and we saw one on the Chisholm Instagram page, and I looked at her and I was like, oh, my God, that looks phenomenal. It was like, you know, his 
where is it where they have all the hot air balloons and the pit <gasps> and the ring was in the distance. I was like, oh my god, amazing. But that's great. That's want? great for that what person. What do you want as a proposal? Oh, I don't know. Is he listening? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is definitely dependent on this on the on the person. Me personally, I don't think I'd want it in public. I think I'd want it to be a little bit quiet, quieter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because either I'm going to go one of two ways. I'm either going to be like, "What the hell are you doing?" or <laughs> floods of tears type of thing. Um, Craig, how did you propose? I'm asking him because he's because he's in the background. Right? He'll be running across the studio now. How did you propose? Because oh, your wife is beautiful. Thank you very much. So mine was um, it was a disaster actually. Um, it was in Ibiza. And we went out on a boat, and just before I was about to get the ring out, a, a huge storm came in, and I had to get uh, about two miles to get back, and the, the rain came and everything, so I had to abandon that. And then I ended up just um, proposing on the hotel balcony in later. Oh, <laughs> but I love Did it work out? Yes, that's it. That's the main yeah. thing. It worked out. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you dropped it in the sea or something, yeah, and no, I was going to no, be like, no. what? <laughs> That's terrifying. Terrifying. Yes. So, so you'd like something a little bit more private, yeah, would you? I think so. I think sometimes as well, it's about knowing your partner, isn't it? Yeah. So how you know how what what will your partner, what will they think? It always yeah. takes me back to friends where Phoebe and Mike go to the ball, and she goes, "Oh, look, he's going to propose. How tacky!" Yeah. And Mike's <laughs> like that, putting the ring back in his pocket and stepping away. But I think there is something to be said for knowing your partner, definitely, and, and, and what your partner will feel and that's what i think you've got to remember with buying an engagement ring Mm because it is an important purchase Mm -hmm. whether you're spending you know a thousand pounds or ten thousand pounds either way it's a lot of money it's Mm -hmm. a lot of your hard-earned money that you've saved or whatever you're going to be doing what's the most expensive ring you've ever sold oh that i've ever sold um oh i think off the top of my head i think it was about nineteen (gasps) thousand. Oh, I know, it was beautiful. Was it? <laughs> it was see, beautiful. Now, how do you actually get to spend any of your wage? How do you actually get to save any of your wages? Because I couldn't, working in a jewelry. I put blinkers on. But I, in my mind, I don't see it as... I must be like working in a bank, you don't see money as real things. I don't mm-hmm. see it as a real thing. Obviously, I do. Mm-hmm. But... I just yeah no yeah I'd I think to, I'd be bankrupt if I worked yeah, in a job. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as would as would my husband. A zero percent payment plan does go a long way. Is all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> so once you've picked once you've picked your metal and yeah. you've picked your precious stone, yeah. and you have an understanding of the kind of setting that you want, so the shape. Yeah. Um. Do you then have to think about how the wedding ring is going to actually look with it? Don't you? Yeah. Because there's. Obviously, you can have some that are completely raised up mm-hmm. so that uh, uh, just a, a bog-standard ring will fit in. But there's so many different types of wedding ring because there's like the D setting, which is really soft, isn't it? The the the, the, the shape. Of, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then you can get sort of like flat ones, you can get raised ones, you get beveled ones, you can get all manner of... A lot of people, when, <coughs> when we look at wedding bands, especially... Not to stereotype, but to especially gents, they will see a sample box just to get the ideas, and they'll be like, "Oh, didn't think there was that many types." Because you've got the different shapes, as you said, and you also have the different widths, and then you throw into the mix. Oh, do you want it to be a yellow color? Do you want it a white color? Do you want to have a 
a patterning on it? Do you want this? So it can be very overwhelming. Again, not to stereotype, but typically, you know, ladies who have got the engagement ring, they sort of had had a look and thought, I think this will look nice with it, or I think this won't look nice with it, or whatever. They, they've got that idea of how they want that ring to look or how they want them to sit, whereas guys are typically like, oh, don't wear jewellery, don't, don't, I don't know how it's going to look. So my best advice is to try on mm. and just to see what they look like, mm. have that feel of them, you know, have the comfort feeling, I think if you if you if if you if you're you know if you're as if you as a person don't wear jewellery, then actually what you need to go for is a real comfort, comfort yeah. soft, so that it's not going to be something that's going to feel alien. Definitely. Um, what happens, right? Okay. So what happens if your um, if your ring no longer fits after you've you know, a couple of years down the line, you might have put on weight, you might have lost weight. Can you can you get them resized? Because it's such an important thing, a wedding ring. You can. Um, so there is, with wedding rings, there's quite a few different options out there mm-hmm. in terms of metal and material-wise that these can be made out mm-hmm. of. Um, a lot of, in the recent years, there's been some metals which are, are quite inexpensive, Mm-hmm. Um, hard wearing, etc., but they cannot be resized. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you stick with your your gold, your white gold, your platinum, um, these can be resized in the future. So that ring can okay. sound not to sound awful, but grows with you. Whether mm-hmm. you know whether you lose weight, you you know gain weight, they can be sized with you. It's really for me. That's really important because you know in life, how many people do you know that stay? Exactly the same all the way. They, oh, oh, oh. I'd love to meet them. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but no, so you know, people do. People do change as yeah, they go over time definitely. And, and what have you. you. I I want to know if there's ever because I have um, an original engagement ring. Yeah. That actually, um, because I'm a fidgeter, right? I bent it out of all shape, right? Okay. So, and it's got in it. Seven diamonds. Now, I'd like that made into kind of a waterfall. Is it called a waterfall ring? I think I know which style you mean. So, yeah. with the different um, spots of diamonds. So, are there places that can do things like that? So, if you have something original, say a family heirloom, but yeah. actually it doesn't fit or it's... Can you have it reset? So, the good thing about jewellery when it is in a precious metal is that it can be revamped and rechanged. Mm-hmm. Um, diamonds... You know, she wasn't joking when they said diamonds are forever because mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. and they can be changed and revamped. Um, so we as a company, we do have a bespoke service um, where we can take your ideas, come up with a design and create something completely new. Whether you want to turn that into another ring or you want to turn it into a pendant, earrings, whatever it is that you want it. And we, we can certainly do that for you. So if you have got, you know, grand's old ring and you're thinking oh, I reckon that she'd really like that. But if there was a subtle change to it, then you've got, you know, the the sentiment behind that. But then we can bring it up to the modern world and change it into into something different. So we've not just got our own... You're not going for something necessarily new. You're going for... I love that. Absolutely. And, And I think that there's a real... Um, if you think that we've only got five Olympic swimming pools worth of gold, 
then actually there's going to come a point where actually we have to start thinking about sustainability. Well, with I think with the jewellery industry, no matter what it is, whether you're looking for gold, you're looking for platinum, or even looking for diamonds, like natural farm diamonds, there is... Um, there's a bit of a, I don't know if it, stigma is the right word, but in terms of the sustainability and the impact it has on the environment. Mm-hmm. So if you can reuse, which a lot of people are doing now, you know, how you can see on social media that like thrifting is so much more prolific when, you know, back when I was a teenager, like if you th- said that you were going into a charity shop for your new outfit, you'd be like, what are you doing? Go down to mm. shop, go down to top mm. shop. Um, but bringing things up to, modern you know modern day is fine even just revamping or giving an old piece a bit of tlc Mm -hmm. if it just needs a bit of work to it it also can happen Mm. yeah i mean i know that um because you did uh, my wedding rings when we when we renewed our vows didn't you and um my husband's ring had the rhodium plating had come off it so and um he'd stopped wearing it because obviously he um he is not a jewellery wearer. Yeah. Um so I was wearing it on my thumb and obviously I must have worn all the rhodium off. So he now does actually wear it again. Um and then I got a new one because I broke the I because I'm such a fidgeter, right? So I fidget with my ring inside my hand. I don't know. And yeah, because yeah, I actually think that there's something really therapeutic about that, isn't there? Definitely. And the 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 I know that there is um there is a um an old wives tale so to speak that actually it goes on that finger because that is where the artery leads and connects to your heart but there's actually yeah. a different reason for it I can't remember what it is off the top of my head I will tell you about it if I remember <laughs> it but um but yeah so it it it's about being connected but the 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 symbol of a ring is eternal isn't yeah, it that's why so, it's round yeah. never ending mm, yeah it's it's fast it's a fascinating subject when you start to actually think about what options you have and how you can you know how you can do that do, it really yeah. does um it is really interesting well i can't thank you enough for coming in today it'd be great to see you again so so for those of you who are regular listeners Zoe will be back with us next week talking about gifting. Ooh, um, so, because uh, we have lots of different options options for gifting within jewellers. So, uh, but thanks ever so much for your time today. Really, really, really appreciate it. So, we'll be back same time next week, folks. Um, but for me and producer Craig, that is us out for now. <laughs>